0: Welcome to Day Beautiful. I'm Adam Vitcavage, and this is a podcast where you can discover debut authors. If you like what you hear here, check us out on the web at daybeautiful.net and on all social media at Day Beautiful. Today's guest is a graduate of the MFA program at Columbia University School of the Arts. Her writing has appeared in the New England Review, The Guardian, HuffPost, Bomb Magazine, PEN America, The Rumpus, and more. Her debut novel, Mirror Made of Rain, is out now. Please welcome Nahid Faroz Patel. Hey, Nahid, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm doing fabulous. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you about your book. Uh, when Unnamed Press sent sent it to me, I I read it like right away, and I, it's been on my mind ever since. So I'm so stoked to talk about uh, Mirror Made of Rain with you.
1: Well, thank you. I'm am really like thrilled to be on this podcast because. Um, it's just wonderful, you know, what Day Beautiful does for debut
0: Thank author. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. Um, and and I just get to meet amazing people like you. So that's always always fun and exciting. Um, what is, what is Mirror Made of Rain? Tell readers what it's about from your perspective.
1: So to put it really broadly, it's about, it's like a, it's an exploration of contemporary Indian society and it kind of explores Um, how much we are conditioned in society to be uncomfortable with the other, Mm -hmm. Um, because it's, you know, it follows the life of a young woman named Numi Wadia, who is kind of, you know, she's under a cloud uh, of social isolation because of her mother. Who has problems with alcoholism, with depression, and it really kind of follows the trajectory of her life um, as she tries to negotiate these really claustrophobic spaces um, that exist in 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 Indian society today, and you know where that finally leads her.
0: Yeah, and and it's it's such a beautifully written book. I want to talk a little bit about your background and um, how you became a writer. Um, I guess because this book is set in India, I'll, I'll talk about like your, your background in India where you, you were born there, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah. How long did you spend in India before coming over to the States?
1: Oh, I've, I've only been living in the States for about um, 11 years. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then, and then, okay, go ahead, yeah, sorry.
1: Oh, no, I was just gonna, so about my background, um, mm-hmm. my parents wanted me to be a lawyer of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I went to law school um, obediently and then I you know I tried I practiced law um, in India mm-hmm. which is you know the, the Indian legal system is very much a mirror of the, um, the British legal system so you have to work under a senior advocate and stuff like that I, I found it not it wasn't for me um, so I switched to journalism Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed being a journalist, but I really wanted to break out of like formal corporate, you know, life. Um. And then finally, when we, we moved to the, to the States, I had a chance to, you know, do an MFA, because mm-hmm. um, the MFA is something that's not really a thing anywhere else. Um, yeah. So it was like this incredible opportunity to just work, I'm um, sorry, to just, um, to just write for two years and, you know, I jumped at it, and that's how, and, that, and that's when really I began writing the book that is now Mirror, Mirror Rain.
0: Yeah, that was my next question of when this started. Was it, like, because you started writing it while you were over in the United States, was it mm-hmm. easy or difficult to recapture Indian culture? Like, because you were, you had just left, but, like, how was it writing, like, in America about India?
1: Yeah, I think that well, for one thing, that we we visit pretty often, yeah. so we would go back almost every year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and we would I would spend a, a large chunk of time every year um, at back home. Um, but I think that the distance actually kind of helped me because mm-hmm. it kind of gave me this antipodian way of seeing things, things that you know you kind of take a, when you're when you're on the ground when you have like a let's say a worm's eye view of what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, things don't seem as odd as they might if you looked at it from a distance. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. And and I'm always interested in place and setting and the author's place in the world, because so many people say, yes, you need, so, you need distance, not it doesn't need to be physical distance, but you need mental distance from I things to distance. be able to write about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I loved like the, the, the embodiment of, of, Anumi and, and how she navigated the world. Was she always like crystal clear in your vision when you were writing the book?
1: I think the voice maybe uh, was clear. And I think it is a really voice driven novel. Mm-hmm. So um, the voice came to me uh, pretty organically and naturally early on. I think it was just about like training it. Mm. Um, it was kind of, it felt a little bit like learning how to walk a dog on a leash you know, the dog pulls here, pulls there, like goes wherever it wants. And you kind of have to like, you know, and same thing with the narrative voice. I had to really kind of practice, you know, getting it, getting it to pull in one, in the direction I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And um, so that took a while, I would say.
0: Yeah. And then uh, I want to talk about like the process of getting the book published because it's on unnamed press in america which is a smaller press that many people may not have heard of but they do amazing things and so you started writing this in the mfa how how quickly after how long after writing the mfa did you finally like finish a draft and feel comfortable to start sending it out wow
1: um yeah so i started writing um I'd say 2014. Mm. And then I graduated from the MFA program 2016. Mm-hmm. And I still had like what seemed like just a bunch of vignettes, like a bunch of scenes that kind of needed to kind of be stitched together mm. into a novel. Um, and then I, you know, I kept, I kept working on it, but I think I started like querying agents around 2018. Um, And it took me a year because I would get a rejection and the way I work is that I'm not, I'm not very um, protective of my writing. I kind of send it out. I kind of push it out of the nest and see if it can fly or not. And I don't really, you know, bother much if, you know, so yeah. So every time I would get a rejection, I would kind of go back and work on it a little bit, but then send it out pretty quickly after that. Mm. Um, And so it just went on that way. And, um, you know, I, I actually have, two agents for Mm -hmm. this novel. So I have an agent that represents it in South Asia. And then I have an agent for the US and, you know, foreign rights Mm -hmm. outside South Asia. Um, So yeah, so I think that my, you know, I signed with my Indian agent. And then soon after that, I signed with a US agent. Um, And then, you know, to cut a long story short, the the book went on submission. As I always say, it went (laughs) on a very unfortunate time on submission Mm -hmm. to editors, it was like, March 13th 2020 oh wow so yeah. soon after it was out um you know the world just disappeared and mm-hmm. so it was like yeah and then yeah, so it was a really like it's been a very like long and kind of arduous journey to and then finally you know my uh, it the book came out in India last year mm-hmm. so it's been out for a while in in South Asia and India yeah. And um, in the meanwhile, Unnamed Press, you know, picked, acquired in, in the U.S. And that was really exciting for me because uh, Unnamed Press, as you said, it's a small press, but it's mm-hmm. doing amazing yeah. work. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I was really, really thrilled and excited. And, you know, I ha- my journey so far has been like wonderful because... They've they've been so um, they've been so proactive. They've been so enthusiastic. Yeah. I can't really say. You know, I, I've I've heard that sometimes when you um, publish with a big press, like because your book is one of many, yeah. and especially a debut, it can get lost in the woods. But I've definitely not felt that way.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I I cover you know people on all the big presses, right? And um, and I, I'm friends with a lot of the publicists. We've worked together for four years now doing Day Beautiful stuff, or, and even before then. But Unnamed Press, every time I get a book, I get a handwritten note with it every single time. Aww. Yeah, like they they take care of their writers, for sure. Um, yes. And the idea of this book coming out in India a year ago, well, and then coming out in America now... Um, what was that like? Like, cause I think, I think Americans more so than any other country think we're like, we think we're the epicenter of everything. Like nothing exists unless <laughs> it publishes in America or, you know, but like, you've already gone through this. I'm mean, like, but did you go through a lot of Indian press? Did you go through a lot of like the, the whole process already?
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's been really great because it's created that space for me to really understand the, mm-hmm. what the book is about. Sure. Because the more you talk about, uh, the book, the more you understand yourself, like there are things about it. There's so many things about this novel that I have only realized once I was in conversation with someone mm-hmm. and they pointed out this thing or that thing. I was like, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Because like once it's an object out in the world, it, it doesn't really belong to you. And I think that you know the the year that it's been out in India has kind of trained me to kind of be a little more detached about the novel and not feel like oh you know that that it is it is mine and mine alone. Mm-hmm. It actually belongs to readers now and they will do with it what they will some of that you love and some of that is you know if yeah. you've ever been on a goodreads uh, page you'll know that not everything <laughs> is <laughs> how you'd like it to be so i think that that's it's been really great that way and i think that the, the interesting thing is that the book that's coming out in the u.s is a, a bit different okay. uh, from the book that's out in india
0: so How's, how so like what what changed about it
1: well, the ending is a little different. The mm-hmm. the the geography of the ending is a bit different. And also I just got one last chance to kind of go over it because again, mm-hmm. like there were so many things that only struck me after the novel was out, or when I was talking to people in interviews and reviews mm-hmm. and stuff, and I was like, Oh, I wish I could go back and change that. And now, well, I could. Yeah. You're because, able to. yeah. <laughs> so it was great.
0: How has the the reaction been you know, in India compared to American press? I know you got a great publisher's weekly review. GQ mm-hmm. India said it was one of the best books of last year, you know, in India. Um, has it been the same? Has, has it been t- slightly different? Like, how do you how do you see, in, uh, you know, the Indian reaction and the American reaction either being the same or being different?
1: That's a really interesting question. Um, I haven't had enough, um, you know, reviews out to really understand what the American reaction mm-hmm. is going to be. But I, I did workshop this novel extensively in the MFA. I mean, yeah. like, you know, so I know that people generally get the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes there can be a little hiccup in terms of like cultural nuances, or if there's something that's really esoteric. But you know, I believe that we live in a very connected world. And if you don't understand something, Google is literally yes. in your hand. Yeah. So I didn't feel the need to explain myself or pause, because then it becomes really expository, right? Like yeah. you can't just like always take a pause and be like, oh, but this actually means this. Um, so that was the one, and that's honestly, that's not as big a issue as I thought it would be, because I thought sure. a lot of people would not like, you know, readers like you, readers like even my agent, my editor, they they generally got what I was trying to say. Yeah. You know, which is which is wonderful.
0: Yeah, that's the best part about literature for me is reading voices that I've never or rarely encountered in my day-to-day like life. Mm-hmm. Like I I grew up in Phoenix and I had a lot of, you know, Indian friends, but they were born and raised in America. They weren't their parents or grandparents were from India. Um, yeah. you know so it was slightly different it wasn't that voice that, or that point of view so I yeah. love reading novels like this like um, it reminded me of the voice reminded me a lot of Jenny Botts short stories um, uh-huh. and I'm yeah. sure you know her and Desi books and all the amazing work she does um, yes yeah. but and, and and that's not to say like all Indian woman voices are the same but it's like I'm starting to notice like connections in literature that I haven't before because I never was exposed to like uh, authors like you because that's not what I was taught in high school or college Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I just get so excited talking to writers like you and Jenny and and other other fabulous writers.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, thanks. I think that there is a universality, universality, am I Mm -hmm. saying that right? There's a universality of sentiment or idea uh, that kind of transcends geography. And I think that, you know, I think Jenny, Jenny definitely captures that. Um, I think that I've tried to capture that in mm-hmm. some way where you may not get like, you know, the, the you know, you may not, not understand a particular cultural situation, but you generally get the, yeah. the sentiment that you're trying to convey or the, the you know, what the author is trying to subvert in that situation, right? Like, oh, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I want to take it back to when you were querying, or su- I, it was out on submission. Excuse me, right when the pandemic was starting. I haven't talked mm-hmm. to a writer who was putting like, uh, maybe maybe I have, but you brought it up. The world stops. Your book yeah. is out there. Yeah. Are you getting responses? Or, or is everything just shut down? What was that like? Like the interactions like with with publishers at that point?
1: Well, you know. It's it's a hard question to answer because I don't want to sound as if you know like there was so much there was so so many terrible things and there are still, so so many course. so much tragedy yeah. in the world. So what I was facing personally was very much very lower down in that hierarchy of grief that yeah. I experienced at that time, uh, um, but you know it was of course. A, a terrible i was also uh, living in manhattan at that time
0: mm, oh, um, wow. and so yeah, so yeah
1: so it was just those, the scariest you know sirens going off yeah. all the time and it was really frightening um and yeah like we we did start getting we responses started trickling in early and they were rejections but they were all really like positive and yeah. like you know we love the voice but sorry it's not as you know whatever um and then, of course, like once start, things started getting really bad, it just there was just silence.
0: Yeah.
1: And then there was silence for a really long time. And then once we started like nudging people in the summer, I think that everything was so much in flux. Mm-hmm. And it is always so hard um, to land a book, a book like mine. Like I'm really, you know, I'm really grateful to my agent that she even took a chance on me because I, you know, books like mine are a very tough sell. In, in the US market, even though they they just, you know, it's changing, but it's changing very slowly. So we, you know, and again, like, there were so many um, responses that were like, we love the book, we love the novel, we love the voice, can't sell it, I don't think we can sell it, mm-hmm. you know, so it was yeah. just like, and so when Unnamed, like, really took a shot, like, took a chance on me, um, it was amazing, you know, For and sure. I think it, it worked out better than any of us could have expected
0: yeah I think like a lot of times it's almost better to be like I think you said like unnamed press they take very like they 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 focus on each of their writers it's not yeah. one of hundreds and that's not yes. saying anything's bad about x y or z publisher but yeah it's yeah. like unnamed press I think if like because of the personalization because of like I, the, like the direct email and, and then mm-hmm. the mail like yeah. it's, it's, I get a lot of books, so it really stood out. So I just, I'm just an advocate for unnamed press and like places like $2 radio or <laughs> gray wolf, which I know is bigger slightly, but yeah. like all these small presses, I think mm-hmm. it's just great to hear how well they take care of their writers like you. So that just excites me.
1: Yeah, I, it is. It, it excites me too. It's uh, like I said, it's, it's much, it's much better than I could ever ex- like expect. It's, it's beyond what I expected um, the attention, the care, the the you know just everything uh, and I think you know I, you we have there are all these really scary Instagram anonymous Instagram accounts about publishing yeah. so like I feel every time I read something on there I feel like so blessed and fortunate mm-hmm. that I haven't had to go through any of that yeah you
0: know? <laughs> no that's terrific and um I'll, I'll start wrapping up I just like we I talked about Jenny bot ba- are there any other you know Indian based or uh, Indian born writers that are on your radar that aren't maybe on someone like my radar? That was a very specific question.
1: Wow. Um, there, there's, um, so, Janice, Janice Parriott, she is um, uh, being published with Atria next mm. year, or I think it's October of this year. And she she has a couple of books out in India already. She's really well known in India. She mm. has this one book called The Nine Chambered Heart which is, which is a fabulous, you know, amazing book. And I think she's somebody that should be in a lot of people's TBR piles. Mm. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure it's fall of this of 2022 that her book comes out.
0: What was her last name again?
1: It's P-A-R-I-A-T. Janice Parrott.
0: Perfect. On my, on my, uh adding it to who I need to reach out to. Um, What about about other books that have kind of excited you recently? Not debuts, not debuts, anything that's been exciting for you?
1: Um, Yeah, there's so much like amazing. uh, I just, you know, I I just picked up this one random book called The Manning Tree, which is by A.K. Blakemore. Mm -hmm. And just because I was like, intrigued by the title i'm really like i'm very obsessed with witches Mm -hmm. i think a lot of us are um and it's just it's incredible like it's such a good book it's so visual like she's so the she's so good with her prose like nothing is wasted it's so efficient like she doesn't waste a sentence everything has energy everything has movement like i'm just like really i'm studying the book now um it's it's for fans of people People who like, th- you know, Hilary Mantle or um, Susanna Clarke, if you of of Piranesi. Um, so yeah, she's she's really cool. She's a poet actually, which I think is like I really love it when poets write yeah. novels uh, because they're always so good.
0: Yeah, the Mantry, which is oh, I loved it last year. It was it's just. Like you said, like whenever witches are involved, it just feels special. And like, and yeah. like she delivered on top of that, you know, was, mm-hmm. like that's the best part about a book when you go into it and you're like, yeah, I'll read it because of this. But then it's like, oh, it actually blew me away. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, as far as like, um, I also just read The Transit of Venus by Shirley Hazard, which also like, oof, oof, my goodness, it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah and I'm just like I don't know I'm dipping in and out of stuff like I also read a lot of stuff uh, when I'm writing just to get the you know if I'm writing as like for a certain part of um, of Mirror Made of Rain you'll know which part because you've read the book but I, I read and reread uh, Lolita like a bunch mm. of times
0: sure yeah, yeah yeah.
1: to get that that voice and that pacing um, so I will do things like that I'll go back and I'll read one book like several times
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. And and is that just to inspire you? Or are you, uh, are you carefully stealing ideas? Like what's, what's, what's the exact reason you do that? I I love, I love that you do that, though.
1: Well, stealing is very controversial. Well, that's stealing.
0: Um, Yes. But like, you know. (laughs) Well, you know, the quote, it's like good artists steal or whatever. But yes, yeah. take away steal. Yes, I'm you're not stealing anything, of course. But what, what what are you looking for when you go back and, let's say, read Lolita often? Or like, is it different things every time?
1: I just want to see the strings being pulled behind the curtain. Like, I just want to go back and be like, OK, but how did he do that? like Mm. I can never get it on the first try like there's some books like there's some books which I'll also just religiously read every single year just to I don't know it's almost like praying or something like Mm -hmm. I will read Arundhati Roy's uh, God of Small Things every Mm. year year. and every year she surprises me Mm. and I think like now I'm on my probably like my seventh or eighth reading and I finally I'm I'm beginning to understand how she she kind of did it Uh. so Um, you know, it's more about that than kind of stealing ideas. Like I can definitely, um, get, like, I want to use what they did with my own, you know, I don't know how to say it, but but do my own thing, but using their design.
0: No, that hundred percent makes sense. I, I, cause I say that a lot with like television like I don't mind having the end ruined for me or breaking bad or whatever because I want to see how they got there I want to see how they they tricked us or they they figured everything out I love doing that that makes sense Um, yeah you know as an author and as a writer doing that with other authors figuring out how they did something is always exciting Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah Um, especially and for me it becomes like an almost like an ego thing like if they can do it, so can I, you know, or like, yeah. I'll definitely try as hard as I can to until I get there. Um, so, yeah.
0: Thank you so much to Nahid for joining the podcast today. You can find her at com on Instagram at Patel, and then Instagram, oh, Twitter, excuse me, is just Rose. As always, you can find Day Beautiful at daybeautiful.net on all social media and daybeautiful.net for the website. Until next time, I'm Adam, this is Day Beautiful, and you're all beautiful.